So I'll turn with me to uh, Psalm 121. Again, uh, the uh, psalmist is, is looking for, for help. That's what he says, isn't it? He says, I will lift up mine eyes into the hills from whence cometh my help. Where is it that you have your uh, confidence? Where is it that you have uh, your, your hope when life is difficult, when uh, life is a struggle, when uh, things are not going the, the way that you would want them to go, when you think that the, maybe the whole world is against you? Where, where, where do you turn to? Who do you turn to? That's that question. The psalmist here is asking, well, from whence uh, cometh my help? Is that, is that a question that he's asking, or is it a statement uh, that he's saying? A bit of both, uh, uh, maybe. And so what we see here in, in this psalm, reminding us to have that confidence in the one who is able to be that help in a time of Need For that's what he says, isn't it, in verse 2. My help does come from the Lord. And he backs it up by saying, well, he, he made heaven and earth. He's all-powerful. He's everlasting. Um, he, uh, our Lord is, is, is the one who is all-powerful, almighty. That he is, as he goes on to say, the, the guardian, the, the keeper, the one who will uh, keep us safe, keep you safe in times of trial, in times of need. He is that, that, that help, the one who will guard you, the one who will keep you. Uh, he will not slumber, he will not, not sleep. And so therefore, the psalmist is here is, is finding that confidence, and therefore we also, as we read this psalm, can, can see that, that confidence the psalmist has, but also that, that we can therefore we can therefore have with, with God as our help, as God as our helper. And so when we, we look at this psalm, what we're doing here is, is looking and lifting up our eyes to see who the Lord God is, to see the greatness of God to see how he is the one that uh, we can look towards. And uh, what, we, what we see here is that he's, he's lifting up his eyes into the hills, into the, into the mountains even. Now, uh, as we know, uh, if the uh, pilgrim on his way to Jerusalem was to look up into the hills, on his journey, then probably what he would have seen was shrines to, to pagan gods, to false gods, to deities, shrines that hadn't been uh, removed by kings that should have known better. Some of them removed them, some of them didn't. If he lifted up his eyes to the hills, then what he would have seen was shrines to pagan gods. And obviously he's looking not at those, he's looking above those, he's looking higher uh, than those. He's looking uh, to uh, the, the holiest place. Not even when he was uh, reaching Jerusalem, where he'd have looked up and on the Temple Mount there, seen the temple in all its glory. He'd be looking even higher than that. 
to God who created everything. He's, and he's willing himself here. He knows that he has to do this. He could easily be distracted. He knows that he could easily look down and, and feel that, that, that misery and just, and just go around with his head downcast. But he knows that the Lord God Almighty is lifting up his head to gaze into his beauty. I will, the psalmist says, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. I will do this. I'm not going to be passive in this. I'm going to, to, to look longingly. I'm going to desire for this. I have this passion for this. I have this zeal for this. This is something that I want. This is something that I am willing my mind, my spirit to do. I am willing my eyes to be lifted up high to gaze into the beauty of God, to, to, to look and so these songs of degrees, all these songs of ascents, it's, 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 it's all about looking. Where, where are we looking? Where are you looking? Are you looking down? Are you looking up? Are you gazing into the beauty of the, of the Lord Jesus Christ? Are you looking up even as you bow down low before, before the foot of the cross? Are you looking to, to him, for him to be your, your help, your, your, your rock, your salvation? Not just, and when we look at this, uh, it's just from, from whence cometh my help, it transcends just that, that English word, word of help. It's something that goes far, far further than that. It's, he's the, the one who delivers, he's the one who saves, he's the one who protects, he's the one who keeps. From whence cometh my help. From the Lord God Almighty, uh, that, that that shield, that buckler, that, that that divine protection, the Savior. So when you see that, from whence cometh my help? Remember, what is that? Well, what is that help? What is that that help? Understand what is behind uh, that that help. God provides. It comes. He's looking to God. And that help comes from him. From whence come my help. That statement. My help comes from him. I cry out to him as looking out this morning. And he answers. I cry out. In my distress I cried unto the Lord. And he heard me. And he's looking for that. Not just help. But he's seeking to be delivered. His soul to be delivered. His help is from uh, the Lord God Almighty. My help, he says in verse 2, cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. And here again, as he may have been looking up into the hills, and he's looking at these uh, shrines, to these false gods, to these deities, and he realizes that those gods are blind, deaf, and dumb. They cannot speak. They cannot do anything. They are of no help whatsoever. But my God, he's saying, my God, he is the creator of heaven and earth. These other gods have nothing on my God. And throughout this psalm, uh, the psalmist is really placing the, the, the differences between who his God is 
the Lord God Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth, compared to anything else uh, that we could ever uh, uh, come up and bow down before. This God who, who, who protects, who guards, who watches over. This, this uh, uh, God who, who, who comes, who doesn't slumber, he doesn't sleep. The, the sun or the moon, and again we have these differences, that they, they, he'll guard you against all of this. He is the guardian of your life. He'll preserve thy soul, he says in verse 7. He's the guardian of, of, of Israel. This is Yahweh. The Lord God Almighty is God who will uh, uh, never slumber nor sleep. And, and again, we were reminded of um, so many times when, uh, remember uh, uh, Elijah, and he's, he tells that the prophets of Baal, doesn't he? Well, shout a bit louder. Maybe he's sleeping. Maybe he's asleep. Our God, says Elijah. Our God, says the psalmist, doesn't slumber. Doesn't sleep, doesn't need a rest. Unlike the, uh, the, the deities, the gods of the, uh, of the religions from around Israel, their gods slept. You're fully aware of that. They had to wake them up. And they didn't like being woken up to be asked of things to do. But our God, our God neither sleeps nor slumbers. The guardian of Israel. The psalmist here just putting those major differences between his God and the gods of the neighboring nations. And saying, this is our God. Our God. He is always there. Always alert. Always ready. Attending to the needs of his people. Watching over his people keeping his people, guarding his people, protecting his people. He neither slumbers nor sleeps. And then he uses in, a bit in verses uh, uh, 5 and 6, as he, as he moves on uh, that bit more, he talks about the difference between uh, uh, the, the sun and the moon, the sun uh, uh, by day nor, nor the moon uh, by night. He, uh, the Lord, he says, shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. We have that beautiful uh, picture, don't we, of the, the, the beginning of that. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. Not just being shaded from the sun or from the moon, but we have that picture of a soldier going into battle. And how it would work is you would hold your shield in your left hand and your sword in your right hand, which means that your left side was protected. And so therefore you needed somebody to stand on your right who was then going to be that shield for you on your right hand side. In verse 5, we see there that the Lord is thy keeper, the Lord is thy shade, that's that protection, upon thy right hand. God standing in that place to keep you safe and secure. So that you have your shield in your left hand and you have God standing there protecting you on your right side. And you have that, that, that protection there. He is that ally. He is that, that friend. He is the one who is fending off any uh, threats that may come to you. 
He will protect you. Standing at uh, your, your, your right hand. And also we, we stand, don't we, in, in the shadow of, of, of his wings. Shaded in that way as well. That, that shade, the shadow of his, of, of his wings. That, that, that protection. Not just from the, uh, the, the heat of the sun by, by, by day or the, uh, the, the, the moon by night. And again, just remembering the, uh, the, the, the gods of the, the, the nations around about, the Babylonian gods especially, the, the moon gods, the, uh, the sun gods. The sun and the moon just, just contrasted there. One by day, one by night. So everything in, in between. He will, it doesn't matter how big that threat could be, whether it's by night or whether it's by day, the Lord God is thy keeper. The Lord God is thy strength, our book or our shield. The one who will uh, shade thee upon thy, thy right hand. And you know what? He doesn't sleep. Never mind he doesn't sleep. He doesn't slumber doesn't need a rest. He's always there. He'll preserve thee from all evil. Preserve uh, thy soul. He will preserve thee. As he says in verse 8, verse 7, he shall preserve thy soul. Verse 8, the Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth. And even forevermore. For always and forever. He will guard, he will watch, he will keep. We get that. He, he, he's going to watch over you. He's going to keep you. He's going to preserve you. Over your coming and your going. And as they're the, 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 the making their way to Jerusalem, they know that, okay, well, we're going to be protected as we go out to Jerusalem. We're going to be protected as we come back. But also as they go out from home in the morning and they come back home in the evening and everything in between as Pilgrim notes everything in life from the normality from the going out to the coming back and everything in between never mind by, by night or by day so you have these and everything in between And so here we have this, this psalm here, showing the confidence that we can have in God. The confidence that the psalmist has in God. This is where my help comes from. And so as he lifts up his eyes to the hills, there is that, because he knows he needs help. Because he knows that his foot may be moved. He's, uh, he, he may slip. There may be uh, times in his life, not just physically, where his foot might slip, but also spiritually, mentally. And in all of this, in all of the comings and goings and everything in between, from natural forces to uh, spiritual attacks, 
What we see here is that, that this can happen to anybody. And so as we look to our own lives, as you look at your life, and you think, well, as I go out and I come back, there are natural disasters that can overtake me, spiritual uh, trials that can uh, become upon me, and I need this protection. And so what this psalm is doing, as we're moving through, through the, the songs of decrees, degrees, is that we know that we live, and the psalmist is saying this, we, we live in a dangerous world. This world that we live in is a threatening place. We can't deny that. And the writer of the psalm is, is right in his seat. He, he understands this. He realizes this because there are distresses that overtake him. There are strains put on his life. There are trials, there are tribulations. He knows that his foot may be moved. He may slip. As he journeys through life with God, he realizes that life in the garden is not always rosy. That he cannot live that life when he's committed his life to God. That everything, therefore, there'll be this uh, protection around about him, which means that nothing bad will ever happen to him. He realizes this. He understands this. So that he's, he's walking down, it's not always going to be quiet, and it's not always going to be straightforward, it's not always going to be easy. There's going to be trials and tribulations from the outside, from the inside. And what we see, as the psalmist tells us, is that Yahweh, our Lord God, is our helper and our maker. He's a guardian, he's a keeper keeps you and so as you look at this psalm and you, 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 you see what the psalmist is trying to do is he's showing us who this God is that we worship, honour and adore so that therefore you can have that confidence as you go through life and all of its difficulties with everything that's thrown at you especially as you are persecuted for Christ's sake that God will keep you and be your aid and your health as you run the race that is set before you. And so as uh, the psalmist opens up, he says, he's the one who made heaven and earth. He's that, that, that help. Verse 1, he's our help and he's the creator of heaven and earth. Here in uh, Psalm 121, this, this, this bringing together the, the help of God and also the, the creator God, the helper and the creator. And so, therefore, we can have that confidence that the one who has made heaven and earth, the one who has created, and we see that, don't we? We keep coming back to it when uh, 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 Jesus calmed the storm. And we see that the, 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 the disciples were now more afraid of this man, God, that was in the boat with them than they ever were of the storms and the wind and the waves that could swamp the boat. And scripture tells us that they were afraid, more afraid of Jesus than they were of the wind and the waves and the storm. 
And so therefore we come with the psalmist and we say, he made heaven and earth. And this is the one who is bringing us help. These foreign gods, these deities, these false gods, they have not created anything. They have not made anything. They have not sustained anything. They do not provide anything. They are of no help whatsoever. And as the, uh, they're, they're making their way to the, to the feast, as they are going through life, they're, they're going through and they're, and they're looking up and they're fixing their gaze and they're reminding themselves, they're singing this song of who their Lord God is. This is the, uh, uh, the God of Israel. This is their God, the God who will uh, deliver them. In times of trouble, the, the, the one who is uh, the, 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 uh, the creator, its maker, all-powerful. And if he created, and if he is all-powerful, then he will therefore make it be that he will not allow thy foot to be moved. Because he is all-powerful. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. This is the God that we worship. This is the God who is our creator and our help in times of trouble. The one who we can, therefore, in our distress, cry unto, and he will hear. And so we see that we can have that confidence. We can put our trust in him. We can have that faith uh, in, in him. And so uh, although these songs were sung as they, they pilgrimaged on the way to uh, Jerusalem, we're thinking, well, what about, what about me? What about you? As you go through, through life, not on a pilgrimage necessarily to Jerusalem, but you are on that journey. And so, so here we have uh, these psalms here, which are uh, short, and we can memorize them, and we can uh, um, remember them uh, in, our, in our daily uh, walk with God as we are uh, living in the world, but not of the world, confessing who Christ Jesus is, to recite them together, to as families, as friends, as a church, to, to, to remember, to, to sing these songs of ascent as we lift up our eyes, that we may therefore be able to encourage one another, that we can uh, see who God is, that we can uh, make claims upon God, Say, this is who you are, Lord God. And reminded of those times when, uh, of old, where there was, but they would, they would, the prophets would say, remember your people. Don't allow the foreign nations to, to say, well, where is your God? What is your God doing? For God for, for, to, to be that, that powerful God and for us to make that claim about God. And therefore, we as the people of God are able to make that claim also that we have this God who in our distress we can cry out to, that we lift up our eyes to him and cry out for help, and our help comes from him who listens, who neither slumbers nor sleeps, but is all-powerful because he created 
the heavens and the earth, the maker of heaven and earth. He is the one who now dwells within us. We make that journey uh, uh, with him. And we see, don't we, as we, we go through life and we, we sometimes we do cry out as a psalmist, well, well, how long, O Lord? What, sometimes even, well, why is this happening? But what we do is we, we return to God's word and we remember as, from the times of, of so many situations that the people of God found themselves in as they were walking with God and how God came into those situations and in his glory and for his glory and to demonstrate how mighty he was and is. He saved them. He delivered them. He helped them. We remember uh, uh, Abraham taking that such a, a huge risk when he was uh, called by God to go up onto that mountain with Isaac and to offer Isaac as a sacrifice. And as, as, as Abraham and, and Isaac also made that, made that pilgrimage to that mountain, the, Abraham had that confidence that all would be well. They journeyed with God journey with God at great risk. Abraham and Isaac, and even Isaac asking, well, Father, where we've got the wood to burn, but, but where's the sacrifice? And as Abraham saying, well, God will provide. Remember the, uh, as we just be singing about in the Psalms, isn't it, about, about the, uh, uh, um, when uh, the, the God's people with, with Moses and def the defying Pharaoh and uh, they, they go on that, that journey and, be part, and then you have the, the, the whole might of the, the Egyptian army behind them. And then God parts the sea. And they're able to go through on dry land. And then when they go through, then the, the, the waves and the, the, it comes back down. And, and the enemy is defeated. And, and, and all of these times we're remembering how God's people made that pilgrimage, did that journey. And how it which seemed to be great risk. And yet God provided and helped and aided. Even when Israel entered into the promised land. You could even bring it to the, into the, to, into the New Testament when we, uh, you, you see those 12 ordinary men called to follow by leaving everything behind, by taking that risk and walking with God. And even at times when we, we read them saying, well, we've left everything to follow you, Lord. We've got nothing to go back to. All we have is you. They're taking that risk. And yet God uh, helps them and aids them and is their strength and their salvation. And so therefore we can look at this psalm here and see that we will lift up mine eyes unto the hills, because this is where my help comes from. We fix our gaze on Christ our Lord. My help cometh from the Lord which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. So when we read of these uh, people from the past, 
when we even look to our own lives and you look at your life. It only makes sense, doesn't it, when you can say, my help comes from the maker of heaven and earth. It can only make sense when that is where you put your confidence, and that's where you put your trust, where that's where you put your hope. That's that faith that is given to you in those circumstances that are difficult, are challenging, just in the days of old, where they followed God, took those risks, and yet God brought them through. So therefore you can say, I hope and pray that you can say that you can have that confidence that the maker of heaven and earth watches over you, he keeps you, you're coming and you're going from this time forth and even forevermore. And this is true because as we see through this psalm, he is the creator, he is the one who helps. He will keep you from stumbling, from giving up in difficult times. He never slumbers, never rests. Not even that, he doesn't even sleep. Because he's looking after you. Protecting you from the dangers of this world. So wherever you go, he is there with you. Looking after you forever. And really just to finish... To say that this psalm doesn't promise that you won't suffer. <coughs> this psalm doesn't promise that nothing bad will happen to you. But what you read when you read Psalm 121 is that that promise of God's faithfulness to his people. Constantly. Now and forevermore. In a world that is difficult to live in. His protection means that he will never allow you to fall. You will get hurt. You may stumble, but you'll never fall. He will guard you. He will protect you. Bad things will happen to you. Horrible things may happen to you. Persecution may come to you. But you'll never lose one of his own. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It was true for the psalmist. It was true for Abraham. It was true for Moses and the people. It was true for the apostles. And for it can be true for you also. That he is that rock. He is that fortress. He is that safety. The one you can always run into. He's your help. In time of need. He will never leave you. Nor forsake you. You're preserved thy going out. And thy coming in from this time forth. And even forevermore. Let us pray. Lord God we come to you. We thank thee for uh, these psalms. These psalms which can give us that, that confidence. In a great and mighty God. And Lord God we know that this night. There are those who are hurting and suffering in this uh, world which brings um, difficulty and, and trial and tribulation and hurt and sorrow. But we know that thou guards us, that thou keeps us, and that thou will not allow us to fall. Thou will keep us in thy uh, arms everlasting, now and forevermore. 
Lord God, we pray for those who do not know this comfort and do not have this confidence in you. We pray that they may turn to you this night, that they may be found safe in the salvation of the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ by his death on the cross and the blood that was shed for the forgiveness of sins. In Jesus' name, for his sake, we pray. Amen. Amen. We conclude our Lord's Day services with the singing of Psalm 103, the first five verses of Psalm 103. O thou, my soul, bless God the Lord, and all that in me is, be stirred up his holy name to magnify and bless. Bless, O my soul, the Lord thy God, and not forgetful be of all his gracious benefits he have bestowed on thee. Psalm 103, the first five verses to God's praise.
stand for the benediction. <coughs> May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God our Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit with you all now and forevermore. Amen. <laughs>